Hi, I'm Dr. Josh Axe, and today I have an incredible guest on the show, Dr. Joseph Mercola. He is a physician and a New York Times bestselling author. He was vote voted the ultimate wellness game changer by Huffington Post, and he's been featured in several national media outlets, including CNN, the LA Times, Fox News, ABC News, The Today Show, and I've personally seen him several times on The Dr. Oz Show. He also founded Mercola.com in 1997, well before Google, Amazon, and Facebook. And Mercola.com has been one of the most uh, visited websites. In fact, the number one most visited website in the world for many years. I want to welcome our guest today, Dr. Joseph Mercola. Dr. Joe, hey, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. But let, let me just refine that because I don't want to have any hyperbole uh, notations. And we weren't the most visited. That would, of course, be Google. Uh, we were the most visited natural health site, and for the last 15 years, despite us being censored by Google, uh, as you were in Ju June of 2019. Yeah, it's crazy, and you know, it, it is crazy how Google is censoring natural, just natural health in general. Your site, my site, and hundreds of other sites. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. And I know, uh, I'll just mention this and then we won't get too off on the rabbit trail, but you know, you look at the investment from Glasgow, Smith and Klein that Google took, you look at all of the pharmaceutical companies that they are part owners of or own, and you've written great articles on those. So people could search, if you guys want to read the articles I'm referencing, just go online to, you can search on Google, but we probably prefer Dr. Joe and I, duck, duck, go. Uh, is an engine that we've used as well. But search Dr. Joe Mercola, uh, Google censorship, and you can read some really good things online that he's written uh, that I think yeah. would enlighten everybody on these topics. But today we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about EMF. We're going to talk about nutrition. Go ahead, Dr. Joe. I, I, just to extend on that, because I do think that's a radically important concept. I, one of the leaders in this area is Dr. Robert Epstein, who is a Harvard-trained uh, psychologist, and he's really done some deep dives on how Google's manipulating everything and how they're really controlling us deviously and really surreptitiously without our knowledge. So there is this excellent video that the Amazon Prime you can watch for free. It's called The Creepy Line, which is a quote, direct quote from Eric Schmidt. It's The Creepy Line you can watch for free, and it gives a nice summary of what the, the issues are. And then I actually interviewed Dr. Epstein for near two and a half hours. Uh, that go into great details and some of the things that you can do to be proactive and, and stop using Google. Don't use Google search. They're tracking you. They're tracking and search agency. Every device, that, every software platform they have is tracking you and selling your data. You just do, you want to avoid them like a language plague, which also includes Android phones. You want to switch to iPhones uh, because they're tracking you. Uh, and there's a lot of other specific details, like Brave as a browser, uh, Start Pages is, is one, but you put, I like Swiss cows, which might even be better, which is a, I just think it's a more elegant solution, but we're, we're actually working on a, the natural so health search engine and hope to have a solution for that pretty soon. And we'll actually wow. discuss that with you at some point, but uh, I think we'll have something this year because even, even Start Page and Swiss cows, they're ultimately small companies, and if they become a threat to Google, then Google will go in and buy them out, and the whole thing's you know is gone. So we we need a permanent solution, and that's what we're working towards. Wow, I love that! Fantastic. All right, so let's dive in, and we're going to talk about EMFs today. And this is something where you mentioned cell phones. We know mm -hmm. that EMFs are there is so much exposure to EMFs today. I'd love to start off by asking the questions. Uh, I saw you quoted on this, which I love this quote. And you said, why you said cell phones are the cigarettes of the 21st century. Tell us why that is. Yeah, that is. And there, there's a lot of reasons why people, most of you watching this may not realize or understand that. And I'll talk about that next. But the reason is, is like cigarettes, they don't, kill you right away. That's the primary reason. It doesn't kill you in a day or a week or a month even. It takes years and many times decades for the cumulative effects causing the biological damage where you're suffering consequences and ultimately die from those effects. My mother happened to die from that. She was a longtime smoker. Started when she was a young girl and wound up dying from COPD just a few years ago as a result of that. And like many tens of millions of others. And we didn't know. I mean, the, she didn't know. I mean, it wasn't aware and doctors of course are commonly or regularly uh, acknowledged in the 20s and 30s for actually advertising and promoting smoking so 
uh, similarly, uh, in the 21st century, there is this ignorance, this lack of awareness of the dangers of smoking. But unlike cigarettes, uh, which are obvious, they're offensive odors to many, it's, you can see the smoke and it's just somewhat intuitive that inhaling hot gases in your lung is not necessarily the wisest strategy for staying healthy. EMFs are invisible. You can't see them, you can't hear them, you can't feel them. So, uh, you know, there's this reluctance to believe or accept that it causes damage, especially when they provide such enormous convenience, where smoking provides almost no convenience. I mean, perhaps it serves as a useful tool to help people relax, and that can be a useful strategy, but there's certain far safer uh, uh, alternatives to that. But really, uh, you know, so the, that's the big one. So I, I think it might be helpful to, um, to touch on the reasons why people are likely not aware this is an issue and relate that back to smoking. Because in smoking, we had the Surgeon General and many of the other federal regulatory agencies like EPA and CDC warning the public that they were dangerous. Yet despite the federal government regulatory agencies warning the public, we still went up for 30 to 40 years of, of refusal to believe that they were dangerous and the continued uh, use of the products that led to premature death for so many tens of millions of people. So unlike tobacco industry, the wireless industry has adopted, well, they, they, they essentially captured the federal regulatory agencies, primarily the FCC, so which is responsible for regulating the public safety on, the, on these uh, frequencies. So by, by capturing the agencies, they prevent any federal regulatory agency warning the public. The public health authorities aren't warning, but the physicians, that, that, and they, they use similar strategies that were highly effective in the 50s by hiring these very clever and sophisticated uh, advertising agencies. And actually, in some cases, the same agencies are not derivatives because it was 60, 70 years ago that the tobacco industry used this. And they, they capture, they deploy the same strategy, which is essentially uh, creating doubt and confusion in the consumer. Mm. So they spin off compelling other science that disputes what, what sincere, honest scientists are, are finding, and they create this confusion. And people, because it's so convenient, because you can't see it, you can't hear it, you can't feel it, there's this reluctance to believe there's a danger. And, and, and most of us step into a, what I refer to as a delusional denial. And I certainly was guilty of that up until just a few years ago. And, and I'm supposed to understand this. I was aware that there was concern for the last two decades, but I never actually implemented specific practical strategies to protect myself, my biology, from the harmful impacts of this technology. And that's what this, this is discussed and explored and exposed in the book. Well, I know we're going to get into that too. And I want to just mention here the book, if you guys want to check it out, it's, it, you can, uh, amazon.com or bookstores nationwide. You can check out, it's Dr. Joseph Mercola, EMFD. Okay. EMF, there's a little star between that and the D. You can yeah. check it out. Now, one of the other references, Dr. Mercola, or one of the things I want to ask you about is what about 5G as a network? How's that affecting us? Is it different than some of the other, uh, you know, other, uh, networks? Well, the 5G is an interesting innovation and it's heavily marketed and touted as being enormously convenient. Of course, it can be, uh, but the primary benefits that uh, it provides is that there's a low latency and latency is the term that we use to describe the amount of lag time there is from the time you input a signal to the time you get a response. So with 4G technology, that's probably a few hundred milliseconds. And with 5G, it can go down to less than a fraction of a millisecond. So it's almost instantaneous response, which is a nice benefit for sure. But you can get similar latencies uh, with high-speed fiber optic cables. Um, there's no reason we necessarily need to use wireless unless you're in a mobile application like a cell phone, of course, or a car. But if you're in a, in a static environment like your home or your office, uh, then there's really limited need for those. So 5G is coming. It's not here yet in most of the places, but it's being deployed in large urban areas. They use much shorter wavelengths and many they're moving towards millimeter size wavelengths, which uh, are able to carry 
have the lower latency, but also have higher bandwidth. So that you can download maybe up to a gigabyte per second. Uh, current cell phones that we use at 4G are about 10 megabytes per second. So that's about 100 times faster. So it's anywhere between 50 and 100 times faster. And, and very few people have this service right now. And uh, the downside of the 5G is that it, because it, of the stop, the, the, the distance of the wavelengths, it doesn't penetrate physical barriers as well. So you need a lot more transmitters. And uh, that's why they're not as easy to do. And it re actually requires a significant more capital investment for the infrastructure because you need to put 10 to 100 times more transmitters. Like in a city block, you might have to have three, five, 10 of them to get to penetration into the home. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it doesn't really pan out for the urban areas. And in fact, this is, this is another uh, example of the collusion between the federal regulatory agencies. The FCC actually earmarked, I think, nearly $10 billion to deploy 5G in rural areas with the guys of helping, helping the rural areas. But actually what they're doing is really supporting the cash flow of the wireless industry because we can get all the same benefits of 5G with fiber optic cable. Now, is 5G more damaging than 4G? Is that what you're... Uh, there are prob we don't know, and this is another interesting point, because no one, the government, the wireless industry, no one has done any, any safety studies on 5G. And really most, because it takes years to do these studies, by the time they, they design a study, get it approved, get the funding for it, it may be five or 10 years. And the most recent study was, was the NTP study, the National Toxicology uh, Program, funded by $25 million by the NIH. And that was published in 2018, showing that sort of usurping the 2011 findings of the World Health Organization that cell phones are were classified as a class 2B probable carcinogen, but the 2018 NTP study show that they were a class one carcinogen because it caused cancer in animals. And this study though, even though it was published two years ago, was only done on 2G and 3G. It wasn't even done on the 4G, let alone the 5G. So the answer to your question is that we don't know, but more than likely the result is going to be similar. Although because there's so many more transmitters, the, the cumulative exposure is going to be higher. So you would anticipate that we'd have greater damage. Wow, it's crazy. So one, so essentially, one of the things you're saying here is there's this level of it's radiation. Radiation's affecting yeah. our body. It's not this large dose at one time, but it's these minor doses that are going to accumulate over months, years, ten years, decades. decades yeah, it's and just like the secondhand smoke. I mean, these people, these innocent people aren't even smoking, but there's their relatives were in their bar, bar, bartender bar, and they were coming down with the same symptoms. Wow. It's crazy. So, so, so tell me about this. So for, for all of us out there, because it's, it's hard, it's going to be hard for us to get away from yes. cellular devices. Well, what are your best action step in terms of the majors? What are some things people can do to protect themselves? And is there any way to detox some of the, you know, things we've been exposed to, but what, yeah, what, are, your, what are the strategies? Well, let me just throw one more thing about 5G because sure. it just it enhances the concern because not only do we have the 5Gs being deployed locally in our neighborhoods, but it's, it's being deployed overhead in space. SpaceX is launching, they have permission for uh, 12,000 satellites to launch uh, their Starlink satellite system. And they put in a petition for uh, 30,000 more. So a total of 42,000 satellites, which is over 20 times the amount of existing satellites that are orbiting the Earth right now. And these are low Earth orbiting satellites, about 100 or 200 miles up. In fact, so low you can actually see them. Uh, they're not geostationary satellites circling the Earth that stay in one spot, but they just kind of circle around. So like you know, five, when you see one every five minutes or so. And they're going to have 42,000. It's going to be global internet 5G. And that's it's going to be deployed wow. this year, 2020. And it's going to take them maybe 10 years to get the 42,000 up because they can only, there's 120 satellites up right now. And they're, they're planning on launching 60 more every two weeks. So we're going to, the, the end point of this is sharing this information is that we're going to be continuous exposed. You can't escape it. It's coming, it's going to be raining down on you. You're going to, you're going to be bombarded with it. So the, the point of your question is how, what can you do to protect yourself? 
you need to create a safe haven. So that means that if you're continuously exposed, the, your body's not going to have time to recover. And, and I, I view this uh, sanctuary that you can develop somewhat like a hormetic response. Just as you wouldn't want to exercise continuously every day, all the time, that's not a good strategy because you'll wind up dead. Mm -hmm. It's like the person who ran the who ran the marathon initially in Greece, dropped dead because he just was exercising too much. So the same thing, you, you've got to rest and recover. That's when you heal. So that if you can sleep at night, which is the time we're designed to rest and recover, and you can have minimal exposure to these radio frequencies, but not just radio frequencies, because EMF really ascribes the whole thing, not just your cell phone and your Wi-Fi, but your magnetic field exposure, your electrical field exposure, and something called dirty electricity, which is high voltage transients. It's a, subject, it's a subset of electrical field. So all these can, can really put a, a burden of oxidative stress in your body. And you, if you can minimize that burden, give your time, body time to recover, then you can it actually, this intermittent exposure where you're going out in public might actually be beneficial because it's somewhat, it's, it's stressing your system and that stress can result in improved antioxidant defenses that actually improve your health. Very similar to exercise because exercise damages your body. The reason it helps you is that it makes you stronger because it builds up your repair mechanism. Mm. Wow. Amazing. So what are the practice? So share with me, what, what are your thoughts on, um, so one is protecting yourself. How do you protect yourself? Are there materials? Are there things like, how, how do you get away from, from these signals um, at night? Well, shielding is not really the first step. It's really the last step. So uh, most of your exposure, it's important to understand, comes from inside your house. Mm. So literally in most people's homes, if, you, if you're careful, you can reduce the exposed levels uh, of EMF by 90%. Because simp simple walls, especially if they're concrete, will block a substantial amount of that, and especially if they're rebar or steel in there. Windows tend to be transparent. They're transparent to light, which is a form of EMF. It's a beneficial form. They're also transparent to radio frequency signals. They'll come right through glass. There are shielding materials you can put on glass and drapes uh, that, uh, or shears that uh, have a uh, silver fabric that can also shield. But the key thing is to make sure that your cell phones in a home are placed in airplane mode or turned mm -hmm. off. So, because that's a big source, it's, it's bigger than, it's going to cause more radio frequency signals inputting your body than there is coming from cell phone towers outside your body most, I mean, outside your house most of the time. And the other source is your Wi-Fi. Mm. So, uh, and then there's many devices in your home that are smart devices and the TV would be one that's, if it's on, it's continuously emitted. It's a Wi-Fi transmitter. If you have laptops, if you have Bluetooth devices, uh, many people wear AirPods. I mean, if I go to airport, I always look and impress the percentage of people who are wearing those. That's a Bluetooth signal, another type of EMF radio frequency signal. Direct, it's pretty much in your brain because it's inside your skull. So that's not a good idea. So you want to minimize those. And there are devices, which I reviewed in the book, there's probably hundreds, I would say, but practically probably just dozens to choose from that you can get. And they turn the invisible visible. They can convert these signals into visual uh, signals that typically will give you a, a color to indicate the, the depth, the, the, thing, the level of danger exposure that you have. Wow. And also be uh, correlated with the sound. So the, the high, like a Geiger counter, the higher the frequency of the Geiger counter, the more danger you're in. So you can get those and you can actually identify. So you don't have to guess. You just, you don't have to play intellectual games. You can actually measure. And I, that, is, that is really an important one. Uh, and then magnetic fields, uh, about in many places, up to 30% or a third of the homes uh, that people are living in have wiring errors. And these wiring errors, because they're, the grounds aren't hooked up to neutral correctly, they create these magnetic fields. And you can't see here or feel a magnetic field, but it's very dangerous. And many times more dangerous than the cell phone. So uh, pretty easy to correct, but you got to check for it. And, and fortunately, magnetic fields are something you just have to do typically once. But radio frequency fields, you have to be diligent because things change all the time. Your neighbor next door can put a smart meter in, or if you're living in an apartment building, someone on the above or below you could be installing equipment that might 
change the signal system. Or you may have thought that you turned your Wi-Fi router off, which is another important strategy, but then somewhere, sometimes there's a software update and all of a sudden your Wi-Fi is back on. And you, as, you, know, you can't feel it, so you have to measure and be diligent about it. Wow. I mean, so, so with all this happening, so one is you're talking about, so now this Geiger meter, in fact, my wife, Chelsea, uh, we bought one, we use one in our house. So what we do uh, from, you know, reading parts of your book and hearing what you've talked about, like, so, so I saw your post you did. And one of the things my wife and I immediately did as we were getting educated on this is we um, got one of those Geiger meters, we went and now at night we unplug our Wi-Fi. So it's off all mm -hmm. night until the morning, we plug it, plug it back in put our phones on airplane mode. So even though, so you've already had an impact on us by what you've well, taught. Yeah, I'm so excited you actually listen. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, this isn't a con, you know, the thing is it's simple, you know, unplug your Wi-Fi, turn your phone on airplane mode. It's great advice, but impactful. I love that. Um, yeah. And that's basically free. The next level I would strongly encourage you because you're a thought leader and you know, you're, you influence many people is to go to the next level, especially if you own your own home, and to make the investment and put the wires behind the wall and get rid of the Wi-Fi completely and just connect through a wire so that even during the daytime, you're minimizing your exposures. That's great. Great advice. Yeah. And, you know, especially, this is so, I just want to make sure I make this point, sure. impress it on people, that children and young babies are especially vulnerable to these frequencies because the, the, skull, the, the bones on their skull are much thinner and that, that acts as a barrier for many of us, thick, thick skulls, uh, and their brains are far more susceptible to this type of damage. So like the last thing you want to do is a wireless baby monitor. It's just a prescription for disaster. So there's, you just have to be careful. And, 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 and as children get older, and sadly so many kids are actually getting cell phones now four or five years old, they have to be instructed and educated not to keep it on. They cannot go into the bedroom and keep their cell phone on. But many kids do. They have it on, not in airplane mode, airplane mode under their pillow. So it's a matter of educating our kids because they, they don't know. They, they were born this century, most of them. So they, you know, it's our responsibility as parents to educate and mentor and tutor them and warn them of this danger. Yeah. Fantastic advice. Obviously, yeah, and obviously as a child is developing, I mean, what an important stage uh, in, in protecting their development. So talk to me about this from a dietary standpoint. Um, and again, this could be, I've, I've, I've read so many of the great things you've written on the keto diet, on not eating, so intermittent fasting. And, uh, and I remember some of your earlier articles, because Dr. Uh, Mercola, you know, I've been reading your articles for at least 15 years. For myself, it's not, you know, sometimes Josh, we have, our site's been only up for twenty-two years, and uh, I have some, I have some people say, "Yeah, I've been reading your site for thirty years." Says, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But no, when I say I know someone says fifteen years, I know they're truthful and their their memory is serving them well. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking of, anyway. So with that, one of the first articles I, I read that you had written uh, was uh, essentially about. You talked a lot about insulin. And the importance of balancing insulin. I mean, it was it, it was it was fantastic. And I actually heard you speak. I drove down to uh, it was around West Palm Beach, Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. I heard you speak, and actually, you I was so impressed because you actually were traveling with your organic eggs with you. you. Actually, had eggs. You did a talk on vitamin D, so you talked a lot about vitamin D. You talked about the egg yolks and eating eggs raw and the whole thing. And so, anyways, I've upped the game on that. Now I have my own chickens. I feed them fluoride-free water, organic grain, and mung bean sprouts that I make for them, and I get the best eggs you can possibly get. I love it. I mean, next level stuff. So for people listening, what, what do you think is one of the most, did, maybe, I mean, you can go as advanced as you want or as simple as you want. For people listening, what do you think a sort of an ideal diet looks like? And then after that, I'd love to hear kind of what your diet looks like. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to share that with you because I think they all tie in really well. But before I do, it's important to at least understand superficially what we believe the mechanism of the damage is. So once you understand that mechanism, then you could understand the importance of some of these lifestyle modifications. So yep. believe that the EMF exposure, because if you don't know, and I didn't know for the, for two decades, and that was part of the reason why I failed to implement because you know, I, it was all skeptical. It's like woo-woo stuff that we, it's not figured out. So the doubt and confusion settles in, you know. But now it's pretty clear. There's a lot of studies that show that it's increased oxidative stress. And we know actually even the, the specific uh, oxidative species that they are. Typically, it's a reactive nitrogen species, not a, a reactive oxygen species like peroxide nitrate would be the one. And this damage results in damage to our cell membranes, our, ste our stem cells, 
our uh, mitochondria and our DNA. And when the DNA gets damaged, thankfully we have repair mechanisms in our body that repairs it. And there's an enzyme called PARP that actually goes in there and helps lay the matrix down so that these DNA repair enzymes can do their thing. But every time PARP gets activated to repair DNA damage from single or double stranded breaks, it loses about 150 NAD molecules. And NAD is one of the most important biomolecules in your body. If you haven't heard about it yet, I would look it up because it really is a central piece of information you need to understand to optimize your longevity and decrease your risk of virtually all chronic degenerative disease. Mitochondria are important, but it's really the NAD to NAD, NAD plus NADH ratio that drives a lot of mitochondrial function. So when you lower your NAD levels because of regular EMF exposure, you want to increase them. So having said that, now you've got the groundwork to understand that increasing NAD is a magnificent, NAD plus specifically is a magnificently useful strategy. So how can you increase it? There's, you can increase it with precursors and that may be too bit of an advanced topic for this discussion, but you can increase it in precursors. There's an expense to it. Sometimes as much as a hundred dollars or more. And sometimes if you go with NAD plus, IVs, $1,000 an IV, but you can increase it for free with two simple strategies that will not only decrease the damage from EMF exposure, but also improve your lifespan and decrease your risk for virtually every chronic disease. What are those two, two uh, strategies? One is exercise. My favorite exercise is blood flow restriction therapy or training, uh, BFR for short, uh, and developed by a Japanese Dr. Sato out of Japan. 50 years ago, but only introduced in this country about 10, which is why very few people know about it. If you go to bfr.mercola.com, I've got videos and PDFs and instructional material on it, but it will change your life. I've been exercising for over five decades and I've never seen a greater innovation, especially if you're over 60 years old or if you got parents that are that old. This is a strategy that will preserve your muscle mass and uh, muscle is important because if you don't have a lot of muscle, it's, it's a sink for glucose. Glucose goes in and keeps and preserves your insulin uh, receptor sensitivity, so it decreases insulin resistance. So increasing exercise will increase your NAD, and another, and it does it by improving the rate-limiting enzyme for NAD recovery from the salvage pathway, which is NAMPT. So the other strategy that will do that is time-restricted eating, compressing your eating window, which is one of the most missed opportunities for radically improving your health at no cost. It's free. It's absolutely free. And it is now what do I mean by restricted eating window? I think the goal is somewhere about six or eight hours, having understanding that most 90% or more people are eating more, more than 12 hours a day. And probably 50% of the people are eating from the moment they get up to the moment they go to bed. And when you do that, you will become metabolically inflexible. Now, what the heck does that mean? That means your body for the most part, could only burn glucose or sugar for fuel. Even though you may have 50, 100 pounds of fat on you, and you could live for three, six months on your fat source, you can't access them, you can't burn it because the, the enzymes to uh, metabolize those fats are downregulated, and as a result, you don't have access to that fuel. But when you start restricting your eating window, then the glucose levels start going down, your glycogen levels get depleted, and as a result, your body says, okay, you do it slowly. You know, you don't just go and jump and eat, compress your eating window to four hours or six hours. You will feel miserable, uh, lethargic, and you'll be cursing you. So don't do that. You do it really slowly. And eventually, over weeks or months, you get to a six or eight hour eating window. And, and just not, not even changing your diet, just compressing the window, we, we know will we'll radically improve your health. Of course, we recommend specific diet changes, but that is the first step, compress your eating window. And, and, and it's relatively painless if you do it the right way, and it doesn't cost anything. It's free, you're not buying it, there's no supplements, it's just compressing it, and that will increase the uh, NAD levels, which will, will help moderate the damage from the NAD because it's supplying the fuel for PARP, and then the, another fuel that NAD serves as a, a, a source for, is sirtuins, which are these longevity proteins. And you can, you can activate sirtuins with resveratrol and other polyphenols, but unless you've got an AD present, it's not gonna work. So, mm. you know, it's like we're sabotaging our aging reversal process by depleting our AD by exposing ourselves to NAD, uh, EMF, EMFs, needlessly and foolishly, or actually, 
and foolish would imply that we understand it, and most people don't, and I don't blame them. There's, as I said, there's really good reasons. The wireless industry is very clever, very sophisticated, and they are gaining tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars by deploying the strategies that you that keep you in the dark, why you don't know and why you don't want to protect yourself. Because think about this, Josh. I'm sure you were on the internet in the 1990s, as were many people watching this. And think back, when you were on the internet in the 1990s, which is the primary benefit of, of wireless, did you use wireless to get on? I will almost guarantee you you didn't. No, no, definitely okay. not. You use a wire. And I, you know, I was on the internet in the uh, mid-1970s. So I was an early adopter, and the web didn't exist back then. It was a DOS prompt. And that was through an acoustic coupler, telephone wires. And we used telephone wires up until the mid-90s, and sort of a, in the mid-90s, we were transition to Ethernet cable. But even until, you know, even the early 2000s, most of us accessed the internet through a wire. But now everything is wireless. There's nothing wrong with accessing the internet. It's just how you do it. If you can do it through a wire, you know, the ZMF fields are not there, and it's not an issue. It's just this the wireless, the convenience is just sabotaging our health. So um, I'm not, I forgot where you wanted me to go next after this, but it's supplementation. So one specific supplement that almost everyone's deficient in is magnesium. Uh, there was a, you know, 10, 20 years ago, there was a real emphasis, especially with osteoporosis being prevalent to supplement with calcium. Now we know that's a mistake. I mean, you need some calcium, but most calcium supplements you should not take. If you're going to do anything, do a magnesium supplement because that, Magnesium is more important uh, from almost everyone. And we know that magnesium may serve as a uh, method to mitigate against some of the damage by preventing things because it tends to block these voltage-gated calcium channels. It's essentially it's a calcium channel blocker, very similar to the drugs. And as a result, and drugs, calcium channel blockers will actually lower the EMF damage too. So, but why do it with a drug? And you and I both agree that we do not want to use drugs unless your life depends on it. So do it safely with magnesium, which is a mineral with virtually no side effects, the only one primarily being a laxative. So you might have loose stools, but that's a protective thing. Protective side effects are protects you from ever overdosing on it. So magnesium is another powerful strategy. And another one that's relatively new that many may not be aware of is a molecular hydrogen, which is a gas that upregulates a very powerful antioxidant system in your body called the NRF2 pathway, which when it's activated, sends signals to your gene, to, to your DNA, to transcribe genes that essentially produce antioxidants, really beneficial ones like glutathione, SOD, silver oxide, dismutides, catalase. You know, and these, these are things that will reduce the oxidative damage. And the beautiful thing about it, unlike taking any of those as a supplement, it does it when you need it. So that if you're, say, sleeping in an EMF-free environment and there's no oxidative stress, well, then there's no reason to make antioxidants. But if you swallow them, you know, you're taking too many. And indiscriminate high-dose antioxidants is a very foolish strategy because, not indiscriminate, but um, just right, consistent use because it's indiscriminate and it will suppress even beneficial free radicals. And many people don't understand that there are beneficial free radicals. Your body uses free radicals to signal biological systems in your body. An example would be nitric oxide, which we know is very beneficial. It helps lower your blood pressure and dilate your blood vessels and provide many beneficial biological responses. And if you, supp and if you suppress it with antioxidants, then you, you're going to have some unintended consequences, which may not lead to your long-term wellness. Hey guys, it's Dr. Axe here to talk with you about your nutrition. Did you know today's food contains only a fraction of the nutritional value it once had? That's why Ancient Nutrition, the supplement brand I started with Jordan Rubin, offers nutritional products designed to make history's healthiest whole food nutrients convenient for everyday life. It's Ancient Nutrition for the modern world. Check us out at ancientnutrition.com to learn more. I love that. Great advice. You, you hit on magnesium. And I know, you know, one of the things I think I read in an article you wrote as well, there's a, I think I read mushrooms, actually medicinal mushrooms like reishi and uh, mm -hmm. chaga, cordyceps also have powerful compounds. So share with me then, what does your personal diet look like? Because I know, uh, you know, I, I know, and I, you know, I, I read an article, uh, a book you written years ago, or even talked about, or I think our last interview, you, little, you talked about a little about gardening and things like that, but would love to hear from you about what your diet looks like. 
what's involved along the journey, and my journey is specifically tuned for me, and I have some health challenges with respect to my kidneys, which I believe resulted from, uh, you know, my, I love my parents dearly. They did the best they could, but they really weren't well-trained in nutrition. And I ate the typical junk food, low-fat diet. As a result, I had a mouthful of cavities before I was in high school. And I think half my mouth was cavities, and they were filled with amalgam silver filling. When I graduated medical school and in practice, I made an effort after watching a 60 Minutes interview on the, the dangers of mercury had my amalgam was extracted. Unfortunately, I had it done by a dentist who didn't understand. They weren't biologically a trained dentist, and I had a lot of mercury releases in my body, which I believe caused kidney damage. So I had some kidney challenges. So as a result, I had to be really careful with my protein. But, uh, but I, I still strive to get a lot of protein because, or at least enough protein. You don't want to get too much. But you know, there's, there's some pretty strong evidence that about a gram per pound of body weight may be pretty good, especially if you're exercising. Uh, but you know, if you're eating a half a gram, so if you weigh 150 pounds, you only need 75 grams, may not be enough, especially if a lot of the protein is collagen, because collagen doesn't have a lot of the essential amino acids. So I do have a lot of collagen. I have about 60 grams of collagen a day. Uh, we have a really, really good collagen protein that's organic and grass-fed. And tastes like grapes. I actually, I make it up, got to make it up with ice cubes and avocado and raw eggs, and it tastes like ice cream. It is mm. just crazy good. So I have that, and I, and I tend to be I, I'm sort of minimizing my plant intakes nowadays because I'm, I'm convinced of some of the strong arguments that Paul Saladin put out there. It's a carnivore entity, is his moniker, and uh, really has some really compelling data on that. So I mean, a lot of organ meat like liverwurst and uh, buffalo. Uh, ground buffalo, and uh, I may, I have to have about thirty eight hundred calories a day. If I go or thirty nine hundred, if I go to thirty eight hundred or thirty seven, I will lose weight, which is you, I do not want to do. I, I really my goal is to put on at least another five or ten pounds of muscle mass, not visceral fat, but muscle mass, and the BFR helps me do that. So I, I I'll get as because I can't I cannot really go above about 140 150 grams of protein and I so you have to get those calories from fat because I have a low carb that's the other thing I have a low carb typically it's unusual for me to ever go over 100 grams I typically am about 50 grams 50 to 100 grams many days it's under 50 grams and a big source of fat for me is medium chain triglycerides specifically acrylic acid or C8 we have a product called ketone energy does it but there's others and I, was, I can, I'm up to five ounces a day of C8, which is a lot of C8. And wow. I, as a result of that, you know, I'm really intrigued with the value of ketone. So I'm, I'm typically running ketone levels about two, which is pretty good. And I'm not fasting. You know, I do the time restricted eating. I eat within about a five hour period is about an average. Sometimes it's four, sometimes six, maybe seven, but it's usually about five hours. Um, and that's enough of a, restriction that I can activate autophagy most of the time. And then when I'm not, I'm eating the protein and I'm, act and I'm, and I'm activating mTOR, which is, so it's just, you know, life is all about the balance. And a, a good friend of mine, James Clement, C-L-E-M-E-N-T, one of the top anti-aging researchers in the world, actually, uh, and NAD researchers, wrote a book that was just published called The Switch, which goes into that in great depth. So uh, how this alternating between uh, mTOR and autophagy is so critical to improving your health. And actually, autophagy is another process when you activate it will help repair some of the damage from the meth exposure. And autophagy is a Greek word for self-eating, which is uh, removing the, the cellular debris, the organelles like defective mitochondria and lysosomes that uh, damage proteins that just accumulate. And unless you have a system activated to remove that and remove the garbage, they build up and they cause a lot of problems. Wow. Yeah. Autophagy is amazing. I know I, uh, we got a mutual friend, Naomi Whittle, uh, who found a reservage. And so love, uh, you know, love a book. Uh, I know she wrote a book recently on that, but that's something else. What, what, can you talk a little bit about autophagy? What, what is that exactly? And, and what can it help? Well, it can help improve. As I said, I think that the, really, if you want to achieve optimal health, it's really balancing autophagy to, with mTOR activation and I know I was one of the people who initially, once I learned a mentor and from my early mentors, the person who taught me about insulin, Ron Rosedale, also taught me about mTOR. I never heard of it before. So it's a pathway that when 
uh, it's activated, actually inhibits autophagy. She can only get one or the other. It's like a teeter-totter. So hmm. you either have mTOR activated and autophagy inhibited or autophagy activated and mTOR inhibited. Uh, and uh, so the, uh, but if you get too much mTOR activation, that's which, which is actually an example of this almost everyone in, the, in America is doing, because they're eating continuously, so they're always activating mTOR. Now, that's a problem, but if you have not enough mTOR activation, too much autophagy, that's a problem too. So you can go either way. It's, you know, it's, it's like Goldilocks, you want to be balanced in the middle. Because you, you, need, to, you need a, a catabolism. So catabolism, we need catabolism, which is uh, autophagy. That's the breaking down of body tissue to repair, which is what you typically do at night, which is why you want to be in an email-free environment. And you want to it ideally uh, target that time-restricted eating window to at least three to four hours before you go to bed. So the last thing you want to do is start eating at three o'clock in the afternoon and finish eating at nine and go back to bed. That is not a good idea because you, you, you really want, don't want any food in your, in your stomach for at least three hours. You want digestion to be completed so that your body can actually uh, you know, basically complete uh, and benefit from the autophagy cycle. Uh, so it's just, a, it's almost magical in that w what happens. And if you don't have it activated, like most people do, you're going to run into problems. And uh, you, especially some of the cancers and neurodegenerative diseases uh, and increase your risk of obesity, diabetes, mm -hmm. metabolic disorders, heart disease. So it's just a whole panoply of, of complications if you don't get this thing balanced correctly. I love, I love hearing about the balance there. And that's one of the things I keep hearing from you too. So much is about, uh, you know, it's about balance, obviously protecting ourselves. One of the other things I'd love to hear from you too, what are your, because I know you, you have done so much in terms of what you've done in educating people, but you've also created products, you've created programs, you've written many books. I want to talk for a second about supplements. For the average person, for the person listening right now, if you had to list off your top five supplements, this might be hard for you to do, it might be easy. What are the top five supplements you think that people are missing today? That's a great question. And I wish I would have known it before to prepare a little better, but I know three are off the bat, but before, I think there's a product that I neglected to mention that I think is really important in the context of the EMF discussion. And that is for the last, even though I've only written, took three years to make this book, I knew the dangers. So I was trying, seeking to protect myself. I think we're four or five years we've been working on a product. It's an EMF traveling sleep dust shielded tent that weighs about two pounds. And we're just about ready with it. We're like our 14th prototype. Uh, so that it actually works. I mean, it just shields not only radio frequency fields, but electrical fields too, which is just crazy. So for people who aren't willing or able to, or they're living in an apartment building or traveling a lot, they can get one of these things and it's under $500, which is crazy. I mean, wow. we really targeted to be as low as possible. So I'm so excited about that product. So if you consider that as something that was, you know, something in addition to what you're doing normally, I would consider that really high for wow. Like, you know, especially a lot of EMF hypersensitive people. How do you know you're hypersensitive? Well, if you ever get symptoms when you're close to a fluorescent light bulb, you're probably hypersensitive. And you probably know that already anyway. I'm creatures of fire, but even if you're not aware of it, it's still causing damage. So anyway, that's a product we have available for truck. But with respect to supplements, as I said, magnesium is definitely one of the top five. No question about it. Uh, I particularly am intrigued with also the molecular hydrogen, so I would put that in the top five for sure. Uh, the um, omega-3 fatty acids, my particular favorite is krill. Uh, and we, we have a product called Keto Krill, it's a little more concentrated krill phospholipids. I take, I'm obsessive compulsive, so Acker is the largest uh, producer of krill in the world. And, we know that we have a good relationship with them. So they give me a big bottle of the concentrated phospholipids that I just take a teaspoon of that a day, which would be like 20 capsules. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, you can do fish oil, but I would use the triglyceride form, not the ethyl ester. So that's another possibility. So uh, you just want to stay away from ethyl ester. It's more highly processed. Yeah. We all need fish oil. But fish oil or krill are somewhat worthless in if you're having uh, – one of the worst foods on the planet. And what do you think? What's your candidate for the worst food, Josh? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to throw, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of, I mean, French fries are pretty bad. I'm, I'm thinking about yeah, that, that, that is, you, you nailed it. 
there's one that's a little worse, but comparable. Yeah, but why are French fries so bad? Because which is the generic category of the word surface. You nailed it. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you think about the inflammation that it's causing. Well, let me throw out one worse. I was at a uh, state fair and they were frying Oreo cookies. <laughs> I know that's not a common food, but when I saw that, this is years ago, I'm like, that might be the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, what, what is common that is equivalent to what you just said, the fried Oreos would be donuts. Oh. Mm. Yeah, right? so those, we all know about those. So that's probably a little worse, especially, but right up there. And the common denominator between all those is a, a, a basically destabilized, damaged, industrially processed vegetable oil. Mm. The worst food on the planet. It orders of magnitude more damaging than any sugar could ever possibly be. Because when you eat sugar, yes, taking sugar properly is going to be a problematic and increase risk of a lot of diseases, but it will just spike your insulin. That's it. It's not going to do any of the damage. It's gone. Not so for these oils. They stick, they get uh, buried in your cell membranes and they stick around for months and continue to wreck havoc with your system. They contribute to free radical damage, uh, uh, advanced glycation end products, advanced like, like oxidation, lip oxidation end products. It just is a, a, a nightmare. So you can take all the beneficial omega 3 still calcium, but if you're having industrial processed oils, so I would say the absence of, probably the absence of industrial processed oils is the number one non-supplement you could take and, and probably provide you as much, if not more, benefit the time restricted eating. So, if you do time restricted eating, drink clean water, and eliminate all industrially processed oils, your body almost has no choice other than to be healthy because it mm. is designed to be healthy. It wants to be healthy. It does not need or want a prescription drug. If you give it what it needs, it will reverse whatever problems you're having. So, that to me is clearly, you know, it's not a it's not about the magic supplement. It's about getting the other lifestyle choices right. Exercise, you know, uh, avoiding the industrial processed oils, you know, and obviously avoiding processed foods, but that is the worst of the worst. And I'm glad you nailed it. That was good. So, I mean, the last, uh, there's so many. I'm, I'm particularly intrigued, although I'm still in the early stages of the investigation, because this is my last book, Josh, for a long time. Been cranking out one a year for like the last three or four years, but I'm, I'm now transitioning into writing scientific review articles and doing really deep dives in the literature. So I did one on blood flow restriction training. That's you can get the, the highlights of that at bfr.mercola.com. And we also, if you go to emf.mercola.com, you can get a summary of our chapter seven, which is all tips of how to lower your your exposure to these fields and wow. mediate. And it was just not my harebrained ideas. I consulted with the top experts in the country and consolidated all the recommendations into one chapter. The highlights of that are in the, in the, in the PDF that we have available for free. So, but, so as a result of my second paper is going to be on harnessing, which is an endogenous dipeptide that is your body makes it and it's available in, in animal products. It's, a, it's a, two amino acids. It's beta alanine and histidine. And it actually prevents the formation of these ages and ALEs. Uh, and it may have a radical benefit in improving mitochondrial function. So I'm in the early stages of doing some research on that, but, uh, and we don't have a product for it. And it probably partially because there's, it, it, it's just difficult to be swallowing a lot of harnessing. It, the challenge is to actually get it in the cell. So I, I, we're in the process of doing some research so to, to find out what the best way to do that is. But that may be one of the best. And what I think more, at least, I, and I could be wrong, but you know, I've, I've started a paper and I've got a few under references on it and hopefully we'll finish that paper in a few months. So. I love it. What are some of your top favorite, and just a couple more questions here. Uh, what are some of your favorite, maybe herbs and spices that you think maybe people aren't getting enough of? Are, are there, do you have a top one or two or three you know, herbs and spices that you... Well, you know, I, I've become relatively recently disenchanted with uh, vegetable products because the, the, the thesis is that there's, there is, there's xenohermetic. Xeno meaning foreign. And her, they essentially hurt your body. And then the, that uh, damage that they do is actually uh, builds up your antioxidant defense and causes more benefit. But... There's some speculation that there may be better strategies like lifestyle changes like heat exposure and exercise and cold exposure that you can provide similar benefits. But if you're going to go with things, one of the, one, I, I do have some, although I don't use them a lot, is a moringa, which is a subtropical plant. 
that I, it grows where I live and it actually grows real easily. Uh, it's almost like a weed. It's a tree that can grow 30, 40, 50 feet tall. But it, it produces glucosinolates. Uh, it uses one, produces one called moringan, which is very similar to glucoraphanin available in broccoli, which gets first converted to sulforaphane when myrosinase mm. gets attached to it. So it's similarly, moringan, when myrosinase uh, attached to it, performs this really powerful polyphenol. Actually, not polyphenol, it's a, gluco, it's a glucosinolate that activates NRF2, very similar to molecular hydrogen. So that's a strategy we're going to do. I, I like that. Uh, if a person had uh, cancer, curcumin seems to be particularly useful. There's some studies. Uh, if, if, you, if you target some of these polyphenols, I'm particularly intrigued with uh, quercetin is, is a good one. Also, fisetin is another polyphenol that when administered intermittently at relatively high doses can activate senolytic uh, therapies, what we call it, but it's, it's, it's targeting the senescent or zombie cells that have, have essentially failed to, to reproduce and they just start accumulating and producing these inflammatory cytokines into the body and causing a lot of damage. So these high doses of these uh, bioflavonoids or polyphenols can can uh, target these cells. And there's some, some pretty good studies that suggest that intermittent senolytic therapy, maybe once or twice a year, can be a very powerful strategy to uh, improve or reverse aging. Wow. One of the things you said earlier when you were talking about your diet is you said you consume around 60 grams of collagen a day, which is, which is pretty close to what I do. I was curious, well, why do you consume collagen? And I know collagen also has glycine and some other you know, mm -hmm. unique amino acids. Why do you personally consume things like bone broth and collagen and those, those foods in, in particular? Yeah. yeah. And the, and the uh, collagen that I consume is, is dehydrated bone broth from breast or bones. So uh, it's high in glycine, as you mentioned, and glycine is really important. Uh, it's important for NADPH, which kind of goes back into the NAD equation. Uh, oh, wow. NADPH is just about as important as NAD. It's the phosphorylated equivalent benefit, and it's, it's a source, a reservoir of uh, hydrogen, uh, actually electrons, so that it can reduce your antioxidants once they're oxidized, like vitamin C, vitamin D, glutathione. So they have to be recharged, and they get recharged by NADPH, which is one of the reasons why I like to have high ketones, because ketones will increase NADPH too. Wow. So um, I forgot, why, but that was a tangent. What, what was it? Oh, well, no, I, I just asked why. So you, that's what you just explained why. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the glycine. That was the glycine. But in yeah. addition to the collagen, it has uh, proline, hydroxyproline. And the reason why those are so important is because we need collagen. We, we need to have the raw materials to build our connective tissue. And it's, I have I, been an avid advocate of exercise for over 50 years. Unfortunately, the first 30, 40 years, I was doing it the wrong way, mostly just uh, aerobic cardio. But the danger of doing resistance training is that you're going to get injured. Almost everyone invariably gets injured. And it's usually, in my experience, well, they may not have good form, but also they may not have enough uh, a precursor raw materials to build their connective tissue and they have weak tendons and ligaments and they get damaged. So, uh, you know, and I do a lot of resistance training and I do not want to have injuries and I've been injury free for a long time now. So I, I attribute some of that, of course, to the, to the uh, high amounts of collagen. And uh, Mark Sisson has been a really good mentor for me. He's a year older and been around a long time. He's an elite athlete in Olympic trials, marathoner. And, um, made the conversion from cardio to more resistance training. And, and he had a lot of chronic tendon issues. And when he went, he, he, he's one of the individuals who clued me into the importance of this and encouraged me to take higher doses and because it really helped him quite a bit. And I would tend to agree. I think it was a really wise decision. I love it. I, I've noticed a difference. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I used to do loads of triathlons and then also, and then, you know, converted to more burst and hit and interval training. But I, I noticed a difference even in my own joints and body when I started doing things like, you know, collagen proteins, bone broths, that sort of thing. And so yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, I've seen a change even. I would encourage you to look at blood protection training, specifically COTSU. We could talk offline about it, but I'm telling you, I am beyond excited about this. And, and partially, you call it, it's blood flow restrictive training, you're saying? Yeah. It's bands, occlusive bands that you put on your arms when you do really uh -huh. low weight so that you, it really makes it almost impossible to get injured. But it's the most powerful intervention 
to treat and prevent sarcopenia. And both of my parents died from sarcopenia. So I'm, and I didn't know about this therapy at the time. I just thought you had to use really high deadlifts, deadlifts or high resistance training, high load resistance training. You don't. You can use very low weights if you have this blood flow restriction. You get massive improvements in bone density and uh, muscle size and strength. Wow. We had a, so there's a, a therapist that I see, he does things like ART, you know, active release technique and grasping yeah. and dry needling and cupping. That's but, a little bit different. That's more for no, treating injuries. This is no, actually, yeah. well, no, but what I was going to say is he also does this okay. and I was, I was in there a couple of years ago and they, they work with a lot of professional athletes. So they work with the Tennessee Titans, professional hockey players, the predators here in Nashville. And they were just raving about, it. I mean, some of the professional athletes saying that had a, knee issues they were doing actually around the joint and they were saying they've never seen recovery uh at, from a joint injury as well as from doing this well you don't you don't put the bands around the knee you put them up around the groin it, it's around the groin yes that, that's yeah, where they were doing yeah, it but. i don't want to get people mis mislead people exactly the problem you can develop sure. and stuff. but but you're right every i'm is, is as far as i understand every professional sports team every sport has this in the training it's amazing so, so the, the pros get it, but it hasn't transferred down to the common folk yet. Primarily because it was developed in Japan over 50 years ago, but just came to the U.S. about 10 years ago. It's wow. New. Wow. Amazing. I want to mention for everybody uh, watching, and I have one last question here for Dr. Mercola, but hey, make sure to check out his books. Again, I've read, actually, Dr. Joe, the first book I read of yours was a book, uh, what was it? Oh, the, it was, the total, it was called The Total Health Program. Oh, total Health Plan, yes. yes and uh, that was a book I got. I went to, you were doing a book tour. When I mentioned you were walking around, you had your raw eggs, you were talking about vitamin D, you did a workshop. <laughs> and so I got that book from you. I got it signed. And this was back in 2000. 10 maybe yeah maybe, maybe yeah, little, no it had to be a yeah it's about well no no it had to be earlier no was, you know what maybe you know what come to think it actually it, really, it, it would have been oh eight closer to 2000 maybe four or five or six and i don't think it was okay it was well before 2009 yeah, yeah so anyways i got your book you were in uh got it signed and so i loved it but i want to mention a few other books for you guys to check out who are watching this if you're a person who's interested in uh, what Dr. Joe talked about, and that's EMF, these EMF signals and the 5G and how to protect yourself, the diet. He talked about the NAD, which is so critical for anti-aging. Make sure to check out his new book. It's called EMFD. And you can find it by simply going to amazon.com, searching Dr. Joe Mercola. You can find it in bookstores nationwide. That's a fantastic book. And a couple other books He's got a great book called Effortless Healing. It's how you can just sort of naturally support your body healing. And uh, he wrote the foreword with our mutual friend, Dr. David Perlmutter, but Effortless, Effortless Healing is great. And also another book, Fat for Fuel. If you're interested in what he talked about with intermittent fasting and keto, another great book. And of course, uh, Dr. Mercola has written thousands upon thousands of articles on Mercola.com. So you can check that out there as well using a search engine. What is your favorite search engine uh, that you recommend people use instead of Google, well, Dr. Mercola? Well, I, I will definitely have a new one, but right now, the, the best conventional one from my perspective is Swiss Cows or Swiss Cows, C O W S. You typically have to download an extension to your browser once you download it. My favorite browser is Brave, not Chrome. Do not use Chrome. Google is tracking you. Uh, and so you can, once you download the extension to Chromium software, then Brave is a browser, then you can select it as, as your default search engine. So you don't have to go there every time. It'll just come up automatically. I love it. So, and it's, it's crazy because essentially they don't, you're, it's not censored. I mean, it's, it's, like go, it's like turning the clock back five or 10 years and Wow, this is the way this is the web used to look. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, two years ago when when Google made all of those insane changes in censorship. I mean, so so if everyone who's listening, I've talked about this a few times before, but I want to mention here because we have Dr. Mercola, who literally has been a pioneer in the natural health movement. In fact, I would say the pioneer up there with people like Dr. Andrew Weil. I mean, he has really paved the way, Dr. Mercola here. So I want to say Google a couple years ago came out with an algorithm change because they're so invested in pharmaceutical companies to literally uh, uh, essentially censor natural health information. In fact, it's crazy. If you go on Google now and search supplements, one of the first, they actually 
put in suggestions that say supplements are bad, supplements are dangerous. I mean, natural health is dangerous. And so uh, we had visits uh, drop off on both of our websites. All those visits were given to Medical News Today, WebMD, these large medical sites that that run ads to the pharmaceutical companies that Google's connected with. So anyways, it's absolutely- We do not come up anymore, John. We just don't come up. It's crazy. It's totally like, there's a very powerful manipulation tool, really, is a, especially the auto suggest and auto fills that's a search engine manipulation tool. And they use it actually to influence elections. You may not know that yeah. Google actually changed the results of 25% of the elections in the world. 25%. Wow. Yeah, just because of effects just like that, like changing the order of the search rankings and the, the search engine suggestion tool or the, the auto fill suggestion. It's crazy. All right, last question for you. I want a lifestyle tip, okay? So I know one of the things that you were one of the first people preaching about this, and it's nutrition, you know, food is medicine, you know, watch your diet, but also things like stress and EMF, all these different things. What's something, maybe a simple thing that we can do lifestyle-wise to to positively impact our health? Well, one that's, well, there's two. Go ahead and go with two, sure. Yeah, the, you know, because it, it's something I just, I, I'm here in South Florida in my office, and I, which I don't, I, I'm only here once every six weeks or so. And uh, it, one of my intentions is to help educate and train my staff. So I just gave them a lecture yesterday about this and reminded them. And it's kind of surprised because they didn't know the answer. But the single most important thing you can do for your health is to drink clean, pure water. And I know that's not rocket science, but no, don't drink tap water, not fluoride water. Get clean water, fluoride free. But another one that's commonly overlooked is to expose as much of your skin as legally possible to the sun mm-hmm. at appropriate times of the day. So now as we're recording this, it's in the middle of winter, although it's, I'm in South Florida, so I had a nice walk for an hour in the sunshine <laughs> today, no shirt and shorts, and was able to get a significant exposure. So in the winter, you want to go out at solar noon and try to get a half hour to an hour. Never, never, never get burned. And the reason you're doing that is not necessarily get vitamin D, although it's certainly a darn good benefit because there is no comparison for the benefit of vitamin D swallowing it versus getting it through sun exposure. I have not swallowed a vitamin cap- D-, D capsule in probably 12 years, and my last vitamin D level in the middle of winter was eight. Wow. So you can do it. You can do it, and you don't need vitamin D exposure. But you're not just going to get vitamin D. The reason why vitamin D is such a profoundly effective uh, marker for health is because, or, or associated, correlated with health, is because it's it's associated with sun exposure. And when you get appropriate UVB exposure, you're going to get near infrared. And near infrared probably has almost as many benefits as the UVB that creates the vitamin D. So the near infrared is going to improve mitochondrial function, increase nitric oxide synthetase. It does a lot of good things for your body. So. I, I would a simple strategy for lifestyle is to make sure that you can plan your life so that you can get outside. And even if you're working or, you know, you have a, obviously you're not going to do this in the winter. You're not going to go out in shorts and a shirt or with a shirtless or a sports bra for women, of course. Uh, but you want to do that regularly. Get the sun on your skin. Get outside. Walk for an hour. You know, read. Uh, do something. But get outside. You don't want to. Just so many of us stay inside all the time. And if we really need to be outside, we're designed to be outside. We're not designed to be inside all day long. Fantastic. And again, these are fantastic. You know, get good clean water, as Dr. McCullough's talked about here. Get sunshine, get outside. You know, I want to go off on a tangent. We're out of time. I was going to talk about Japanese forest bathing and some of those things, which I'm yeah. probably a huge fan of. But uh, again, I want to encourage everybody check out Dr. Uh, Dr. McCullough's new books. EMF, again, it's fantastic. It's on Amazon.com. It's in bookstores nationwide. Visit Mercola.com uh, for the latest health news. And Dr. Mercola, I want to just say, hey, thank you so much for being a pioneer. Thank you so much for being a mentor to me. You know, I've watched you and follow, followed you for so long. And just thank you for the uh, impact you're having in the world and for speaking the truth. You're welcome. But you know what, Josh? The best is yet to come. There we go. We are going to change the world. We, we have some unanticipated challenges and obstacles in our path that really spread the message of truth about health that we didn't anticipate and is primarily Google. And that, that is the new strategy. We have to figure work around so this and to, to, to stop the suppression of the truth so that people don't die needlessly and suffer needlessly and, and all this pain because they failed to have access to the truth. 
Well, Dr. McCall, I just know I'm on mission with you. I know we want to thank all the listeners. We know you guys are on mission with myself and Dr. McCall as well. So McCall, hey, enjoy, uh, enjoy your time with Florida. And uh, hey, thanks so much for being a guest on today's show. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a question you want me to answer, let me know. Head on over to draxcom forward slash podcast to send in your questions. And if you're loving the show, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe and share with your family and friends. By doing so, you may just be transforming their life. Thanks for committing to transform lives with me. Tune in next week for more. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and ingredients discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guests' qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.